easily the quickest connection one has with a band, any band in fact, is with its singer. The singer is the human element amidst the electric mayhem, in between the distortion pedals, the cables, the hardware, and the guitar stacks. I don't say this to downplay musicians. Carving out a signature sound on one's instrument is what everyone strives to do. Only a few are capable, but when it happens, it's one of the most engaging, absorbing things to listen to in music. On the other hand, carving out a distinct voice is something a singer doesn't have to work hard at at all. We all have distinct voices. Whether anybody wants to hear them sing is another thing entirely. But when a connection is made with a singer, it's personal, it's strong, and it lasts. A lot of times, these voices that are able to connect with people connect with a lot of people. I mean, how many of us have grown up with Ozzy's voice ringing in our heads? The same can be said for Tom Waits, Rob Halford, Ronnie James Dio, Elvis Costello, Bruce Dickinson, Neil Young, Freddie Mercury, Joey Ramone, Lemmy Kilmeister, Phil Lynott, Glenn Danzig, the list goes on and on. But even on that list, there are famous voices that I don't make a connection with while other people do. That's what kind of makes it personal. One voice that has sung to me long before I ever had a chance to actually meet him was John Garcia, singer of Caius, singer of Unita, Slowburn, Hermano, and most recently Caius Lives and Vistachino. I've said this before, John Garcia's voice has the strength to scale mountains. Commanding and evocative, it's a thunderclap with luster, it's a dulcet roar. It's a voice that has managed to capture the essence of an entire genre and thus become a defining voice for a generation. Most are smart enough to not bother trying to emulate him. I have witnessed, I swear to God, I have witnessed grown men weeping when John Garcia has started to sing. Many in music can rattle off impressive accomplishments, but few can manage that. In 2005, while touring in Holland, we met John's manager who asked me if I was interested in writing a song for a project he was working on. I was flattered and thrilled. The chance to write for someone whose voice I had been playing in my head for years was something I would never dare pass up. But we were in the middle of recording our own album, which would later become Sleep is the Enemy. So we proposed that I write him a song if he could sing on our album. The deal was made, and true to his word, John laid down his explosive vocals on our song, Invisible, for our Sleep is the Enemy album. Now, the onus was on me to hold up my end of the deal. Here was my chance to write in a style and for a voice that I held so dear, and I wasn't going to blow it. I told John I'd keep writing songs until he was happy, but it was the first song I threw at him that he liked. It was a song called 5,000 Miles, based on the talks him and I had over the phone and what I had read about him in interviews, coupling his touring life with his family life and the longing and loneliness that comes with all that. Basically, the life of a musician, something I could very much relate to, and how I was able to put my whole heart into the song. The following year, in 2006, we had a chance to tour Norway. We played seven cities and took John out with us to do extended encores, playing a song from three of his bands, Alan's Wrench from Caius, Thorn from Unita, 
Senior Marino's Plan from Hermano, as well as Hollywood Babylon by the Misfits, our song Invisible, and 5,000 Miles. It was a pleasure to play them with John every night, and a video exists on YouTube from our show in Toronto playing 5,000 Miles together later that same year. But it's 2014 now, and the song has sat dormant for eight years. Every time I'd see John, wherever it may be, we briefly talk about it in hushed tones. It sort of became this mistress the two of us shared, this secret we carried with us. John would always tell me he had every intention of recording it for this long-talked-about solo project. I never once doubted he wouldn't, but his plate was simply too full all the time. For me, I was glad he dug the song enough to want to sing and record it, because I love the song, but I only had the demo recording, which was me in my room playing an unplugged electric guitar, singing as quietly as possible so as not to arouse the ire of my neighbors in the thin walls of my then-apartment. I got an email last year from John telling me to call him. I knew right then it was about 5,000 miles. And in the blistering cold of last winter, hauled my guitar to the studio where our engineer friend Vic Florentia and I banged out the guitar track. Finally, the song was taking shape. It was only a matter of time until John's voice would be married to the track. When I got the mastered copy of 5,000 Miles, this song that had only half existed for eight years, and finally heard John's voice on it, it was satisfying in a way I had never felt before. When you're writing your own songs, you don't really hear your own voice because it's, it's you. But when you write a song intended for a specific voice other than your own, that voice plays in your head from the beginning of the songwriting process to the end. I have had John Garcia's voice playing in my head for eight years. Hearing the finished version almost made me cry. John's self-titled solo album dropped on July 25th in Europe, August 1st in North America, August 4th in the UK, and August 8th in Australia and New Zealand. Trust me, it's everything you would want and expect from a John Garcia solo album. With a stellar lineup of guest musicians that include Nick Oliveri, Dave Angstrom, and the legendary Robbie Krieger of The Doors, John has managed to surround himself with the right people to properly make this come true. I feel proud to be part of it from almost its gestation period. So a few weeks ago, I asked John to come on the podcast to talk about the making of the album, the story of our song, 5,000 Miles, and this fresh start he has hatched as a solo artist. I'd like to thank Blue Mike Microphones for the mics. Even though this podcast was done through Skype with John all the way in the Palm Desert, it couldn't have happened without my my Yeti mic. And of course, Skull Candy for providing the podcast with their superior headphones. So here's John on the eve of a new journey. And it's invigorating listening to someone who's so established and so vaunted to still be able to brim with excitement and nervousness about music. I hope you enjoy, because John Garcia, my friend, is this episode's guest on the official Danko Jones podcast, and it starts now. The Danko Jones podcast is the best around. If that I get it, Danko's go out there for free. I'm so glad I like to sometimes tell me it from fucked up. Stop playing You like Kiss? I love fucking Kiss. Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley 
all the fucking shits in it. Man, and I also love my punk rock too. You know, that fucking Henry Rollins is a badass motherfucker. You know, who else is a bad motherfucker? Danko Jones. That OG lay down that pimped out podcast like no other. He loves his kiss and Black Flag. I mean, I love that fucking Danko Jones podcast. And if you don't like that Danko Jones podcast, go fuck yourself. They told him he was too crazy to rock and roll. But now, he's going to talk their ears off. It's the official Danko Jones podcast. Danko's got a podcast, and he won't shut up. Hey, how are you? Hey, John. How you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. You know, just, you know how we do it. Trying to keep it all together with the family and whatnot. Can you hear me okay? Perfectly. Awesome. I mean, should we just get into it? Yeah, man, sure. Let's just double down. Well, you know, I mean, I reached out to you. We could have done this any time, but I thought the most opportune time would be now because your record's coming out in, what, a week? Two weeks? Yeah, in a couple weeks at uh, the end of of this month is uh, Europe is July, um, July 25th, and Australia is August 5th, so they're... You know, and and the United States is a couple days. I think it's uh, July 28th. So they're all within 10 days of each other. And I'm excited, man. I got to tell you, I've, you know how long I've been talking about this. And uh, to have it become a reality, boy, let me tell you, it, um, it's it's a it's a little bit of a monumental moment for me. And and uh, I'm I'm just really excited about uh, you know finally liberating these songs after holding on to you know them and of course listening to the one that you wrote uh for me you know close to 10 years ago um (laughs) and having it finally see the light of day it 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 feels good and i almost felt bad for him because i i i looked at this 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 collection of songs in this cardboard box that I've held on to for for years every morning and it got to the point where you know I I actually started feeling bad for him because these are songs that were close to my heart and that I had a relationship with that I that I've known for so long 5000 miles the song that you know that you Danko specifically wrote for me and what a pleasure and what an honor to finally have that one see the light of day it's you know so the word you know, monumental, I think is very fitting just for, 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 for the songs, you know, having, you know, now see some freedom and the light of day. So it's, it's, it's an exciting time for me and I'm stoked. Yeah. I mean, which by the way, you know, I, which by the way, you got to know that I, I have to, you know, I, I gotta say on, on a personal note that thank you for an amazing song and I think it's a standout track. And I, again, I can't wait for, you know, that one to, for, for people to hear that one as well. It's going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's already getting really, you know, really good, uh, you know, responses through the people that I have, you know, let listen to it. So, you know, I, I can't wait for it to finally, you know, be released again. So again, thank you, Danko. I appreciate it, brother. All good stuff. Oh, absolutely, man. The pleasure was all mine. I mean, there's a there's quite a backstory to five thousand miles, um, but you know, as you said, it's been it's been hanging around for all these years, and there was never a moment where I thought, 
you know, I'll, well, maybe we should just do it. it. And, and, you know, we'll get John to do it or whatever, you know, like it, it was always just your song. I mean, I couldn't picture my voice on it. I, when I heard the song, I always pictured your voice. And then when you sent me that MP3, when you guys had finished mastering it, I was just like, Oh my God. God, this is what's been in my head for all these years, and and now I could actually hear it. Uh, it was it was. Um, I think I wrote you something like it was a little surreal. It was just kind of like walking into a dream, or or the dream coming into reality. It was so weird, to be honest with you, to hear the song back. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, e even for me, I mean, your guitar playing on it is superb. And when we got the tracks, I knew immediately that, boy, you when you when you gave you know this song a a, a breath of, of fresh air, and it wasn't what I was listening to for so many years. What which was a which was a, this demo, which seemed to me when I when I heard it, it was it seemed to be on a, a balcony or something where I heard cars kind of whizzing by every now and then, but it was, it was just enough and it had so much feeling and so much emotion. Um, but to have it properly recorded in the environments that we're, we're both in you being in Toronto and me being in PS and Palm Springs, boy, <clears throat> I never expected it to, 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 to turn out the way it did. I mean, it just blew, blew me away. And, uh, thanks, you man. know, amazing amazing guitar playing on it and uh i think tom brayton did an amazing job on 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 the drums and and dandy brown the the uh the bass player who's the bass player for romano he came in and he laid down his you know the four string on it and i think he did a great job and oh nice and of course, that's cool yeah you know and and of course um harper hug whatever just the the both the producers on the project just loved the track loved your you know your, your guitar playing and it fits perfectly it doesn't sound like it was recorded in a you know a, you know that it was 10 years old or recorded somewhere else it you know the the it fits along like it, it was right smack dab in the middle of it and it's very conducive to the record so uh great track again you know privately i you know and it, like you said it's 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 about 10 years i, I Wait a minute. I wrote it in 05, I think. 05. So nine years, nine and a half years. Yeah. And yeah, every time you right. and I would bump into each other, you know, I'd be like, I'd always say no matter what it was, whether it was uh, uh, Vista Chino or, or um, Garcia plays Caius or Caius lives, whenever we'd meet up, I'd be like, hey, or you would just say it. It's like, just give me some time. Just give me some time, brother. It's, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Privately, we'd have this conversation about 5,000 miles and I remember when I wrote 5,000 miles and I sent you the mp3 the the just the demo of me on like a, a just a, a guitar and I said to you I said look if you don't like this I will write you 50 songs until you like something and I was all <laughs> was willing the first to do one. it yeah yeah but I was all willing to do it and you know every now and then I'll fucking be fiddling around on my guitar and I'll come up with a riff and I'd be like, oh man, I could hear John's voice on this. And I'd never, I, I don't use it for our band. Like I can't, you know, I've got these riffs well, and, and, uh, you know, I hear your voice sometimes when I'm, I'm riffing on the guitar. It's really, you know, interesting. I'm 
I'm a I'm a fan of I'm a fan of song, and I, I'm a fan of 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 vocalists, Danko Jones being one of them. And whether it be you know you or Terrence Trent Darby or uh, Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know I I don't care uh, you know I, if I if I if if I have a relationship with a song and I love it that much, chances are I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna want to do it. Um, me covering you know five thousand miles and you writing it, you know with with me in mind, man, it, it's a it's a it's a privilege and it's an honor. And anytime you have something that that uh, you have you know you have me in mind for, I would I would love to hit it, and I. I love that. I would love to have that type of relationship where, you know, um, it's that it's that writing partner. It's something where, you know, uh, if, you know, I love what you did on the the vocals and the lyrics you wrote. Me falling in love with them wasn't hard, and that's exactly what I have to do to to have to you know make it my own and to put feeling and emotion uh, and, and my heart and soul to it and with. 5,000 miles is very easy to do. Um, so, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, but, you know, just keep them coming. <laughs> the, the lyric and the chorus, 5,000 miles for my baby and tonight I'm coming, you know, for my babies and tonight I'm coming home. I mean, that's, that's still true to the saying. And yeah. my family allows me to go out on the road. And don't get me wrong, I don't think I'm, uh, it's, it's not a pussy whip thing. I mean, they're the they're the they're the unsung heroes here. To to let them, you know, and let us be in the type of environment that we are in on a nightly basis for 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 a long time. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of communication. It takes a lot of love, trust, and understanding. And and you know, when you got when when you're you know as as my wife Wendy does that when you're you know helping run you know, Palm Springs Animal Hospital and you got a four-year-old and a 12-year-old running around here, uh, you know, and, 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 and having their dad and husband be gone, um, man, that's a lot of work to do. And, you know, um, uh, so uh, it's, it, it's, a, it's a, I love them so much to have me, to, to, to have them let me do what I do and continue on with this passion that I, that I, that I, that I still have a void in my gut for, uh, you know, which is being on stage, playing music, creating music. Um, I still genuinely love that. And to have them, you know, again, allow me to, to, to follow this, this dream and this passion and, and to have me fill this void in my gut. They're the unsung heroes, man. And I, I gotta, I gotta give props to the family. And, and that song 5,000 miles is, 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 you know, that's why it spoke to me. It's it's uh, it's it's true to the saying. All those words, um, you know. And for the listeners, I got to tell you, um, this is this is not just hype or 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 a, a song about a, a, a fictional thing. This song is more tr- the has the most truth to it. Um, uh, this is a nonfiction song for me, and I didn't even write it. You wrote the lyrics, but for me, that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of this, the rest of the songs, there's, you know, it's all, it's all fiction. This is the one song 
that's, you know, really, uh, that uh, even though I didn't write it and it was written by you, boy, let me tell you, it is, I, I feel that it's, it's, it's a big part of my life and very truthful and true to the saying. Um, I kind of went off on a different tangent there and I'm, I'm, I'm letting it, uh, you know, letting my mouth kind of motor away, but it's oh, all cool. that is true. Thanks, man. Um, but like you're saying, there's, you know, there's 5,000 miles. There's a few other songs on this album. You sent me, uh, two other songs and then I listened to the, um, the preview clip on YouTube where there's like a little snippet of every song on the album. Um, the, the opening cut, I think it's the opening cut, My Mind. Yeah. Like. Yes. Yeah. And who's on that? Because this whole album's got like some all-star, all-star backing from everyone from obviously Nick Oliveri to, to Dave Angstrom. And then, of course, the, the marquee guest in, in Robbie Krieger, but. What's well, my you know, mind we, all about? I, I'm, I'm very lucky to have had such great musicians play on this record, you being one of them. You mentioned, of course, uh, Robbie Krieger, and, and, and I'll get to that story, but we have, you know, Nick Oliveri, we have Dave Angstrom from Hermano, Andy Brown, Andy Brown from and Damon Garrison from Slowburn. Tom Grayton, who was the, one of the former drummer uh, drummers for for the Dwarves, and then we have Mark Diamond, uh, the guitar player for the Dwarves, coming in and 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 rounding things out. That's amazing. Um, That's amazing. The conducive the, the conducive part of the record was the the vocals and the percussion. Tom Brayton, those those two players are the similar are the similar players but everybody was was hand picked and hand selected for each specific song um per myself harper hug the producer and trevor whatever the producer uh you know so man what a what an incredible group of musicians and and everybody was just as passionate about this record and about the songs that they played on as I was and that was that was really cool and it's the 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 team of musicians that I you know that I've surrounded myself with you included um were into it and they knew how important this project was to me and how close these songs were to me and and the passion involved in in everybody playing on it it shows um that one specific track has has dave angstrom on it yeah um, on guitar and dandy brown playing playing bass um dave is so, like he know, is he's so oh my god you could really feel dave angstrom there's something about why? dave angstrom that i just i vibe with so much as a listener why that guy isn't one of the the you know most well-known guitar players in the entire world is is phenomenal to me he's just he's got an energy he's got an energy like this guy by the name of Danko Jones that is like <laughs> is who's obviously a badass Dank, uh Dave um you know you have an energy about you Dave has an energy about him. Nick Oliveri has an energy about him. Mark Diamond, Tom, all these players have just great, you know, auras and 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 and, and energies. Uh, <clears throat> Dave, 
boy, he brought it. We only had him for a very limited amount of time, and boy, we we worked him pretty something fierce. And and he uh, he uh, he came through with flying colors. And you know, I, I can't talk highly enough about Dave Angstrom. I love him to death, and and uh, dear friend. And uh, you know, I'm just very very honored to have him on this record. And um, there's another track on here that ends the album, her bullets energy. And then, of course, his bullets energy. But what's really interesting for me, having been behind the curtain, is you sent me a track years and years ago. And it was called Tonight, Tonight is the Night. Yeah, that was it. That was, that was the early, an early version of, of her bullets energy. Right. Uh, and lo and behold, I, I, I wrote that song um, when I was about... 18 or 19 years old and, and living with North Palm Springs with Nick Oliveri. And that's how long I've, I've, I've held out, held on to that song. And, and, and I knew one day, and I, I got to tell you, if, <clears throat> if somebody told me at 19 years of age that Robbie Krieger would be playing <laughs> Spanish guitar on, on that track, I would have told them you're fucking out of your mind, <laughs> go jump in a lake. There's no way. And, Lo and behold, at, at, at 43 years old, <clears throat> when selecting this group of songs, I always knew that that track was going to make it on this, on, on the, on my solo record. Once I got around to it, Harper hug, <clears throat> when listening to the track looks at me and he goes, you know, I hear a Spanish guitar on this, on this, on this track. And I said, that's a great idea. As a producer, I, I took, what Harper and Trevor, um, what they what they said, um, uh, you know, you know, very personally and, and absolutely to heart. So I said, yeah, that that's great. Who do you know that plays Spanish guitar? And, and Harper looks at me. He goes, well, I know Robbie Krieger. <laughs> and I just, you know, I, I fell over in my chair and I said, well, I, are you kidding me? He said, no. He goes, well, that would be. I, I said, that would be great. <clears throat> and I said, do you think he would do it? And he said, well, you know. I know Robbie Krieger. Um, that's you know the first piece of the puzzle is is getting the track to him, and the second piece is, you know, if he if if he likes it and if he would do it. And next thing we know, we are in Robbie's recording studio in in, in Glendale, in Los Angeles, and um, and he was laying it down, and he he walked in with a, you know, a, a, a Spanish guitar in one hand and a burrito in the other hand, and uh, just. <laughs> just set down the burrito and just <clears throat> laid it down. We were all prepared for him and <clears throat> what a nice guy, very genuine, very down to earth and very real. Um, obviously that was, that's a moment that I'll never forget. Um, in, you know, in my entire life. And, and I, I definitely appreciate it. And I, and I thank Robbie. Um, I think we spent more time talking about <clears throat> golf than we did about the track. He's a, he's an avid golfer. And, and in Palm Springs, there's obviously, you know, there's just a, a shit ton of, of golf courses around here. And right. so, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, her bullets energy. He asked me what it was about. And I told him it was just a, a, a love tragic, love, love tragedy story. That's all it was. That's all, you know, that's, that's, uh, just a story. And, you know, he went on to tell me that he comes out to the desert every once in a while and he golfs at this place and that place and whatnot. And just it was very comfortable and very easy and just what a 
beautiful studio he has and and uh, again I, I can't thank him enough and uh, um, it just I think to to end the record with an acoustic song with Robbie Krieger was very fitting and again just made it that much more special um, so you know uh, again I can't thank him enough that's amazing that's amazing are you gonna take him out on the road yeah yeah I, I wish no you know on the road it, it was weird not having a band a set true band that I'm gonna be traveling around with so now that I've got one which um, rehearsal has already started believe it or not I, I had to rehearsal right after this and and I, I've got a great group of guys with me um, is Bruno signs Bruno in the, you know un unfortunately no you know I I um, Bruno had some other plans and some other obligations that he wanted to do and and uh, sadly um, He's not involved in, in, in the project, and I'll, I'll miss Bruno to death. I, I love him to death, um, but uh, I've got this other uh, great guitar player that I'm working very closely with, this guy by the name of uh, Aaron Groban, and uh, he's a desert local. Um, my bass player's a desert local. Uh, my drummer's a desert local, so it's, it's refreshing, actually, to have an all-local band and not having to go to Nijmegen Holland or go to Antwerp yeah. Or have them come over here and have it be very limited rehearsals. This time, you know, I, I, I kind of got tired of, of going over to a friend's house and, and, and seeing their band practice. And I miss that. And yeah. to have it back again. Um, and let me tell you, Danko, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to call up the guys and say, I got this riff. You want to meet me at the rehearsal uh, place at, you know, at 8 o'clock tonight? And have them all say, yeah, cool. Um that being local, that them being local, it's huge, and something that I, I totally forgot about is you know being able to rehearse on a regular basis. Um, so that's just a, a real, really positive thing for me, and, and and good medicine for me. When you eventually hit the road, um, you know when we when we uh, took you out on tour. We did a sprinkling, a splattering of, you know, we had a Unita song, a Hermana song, a Kaya song, um, Invisible, a song we did together, 5,000 Miles, we played live, and then we did a Hollywood Babylon Misfits cover. What, do, what can people expect for, you know, the John Garcia, Garcia vs. Garcia tour? Um, what we're going to do is, um, obviously, the new record is going to be... Um, a big part of it. Yeah. Um, I'm very proud of, very proud of my past. You know, anybody who knows anything about my career knows that I don't pl stay in place uh, in one long, in one place very long. And, and for me, um, it's about being explorative and being exploratory. And that's exactly what I plan to do on, on, on this tour. Um, I'm playing the solo stuff. I'm going to be playing some slow burn stuff. I'm going to be playing some Caius songs that even Caius never really played or Caius lives or Vista Chino or Garcia plays Caius or whatever incarnation you've, you've seen me in. Mm -hmm. um, songs, uh, even instrumental songs, 800. Um, songs like Gloria Lewis, Tangy Zizzle, Phototropic, wow. Catamaran. 
all these songs that were that you know that never got a chance to see the light of day and we've been rehearsing them they've been you know coming along fine and of course i'm going to be the songs that are still fun for me to sing of course are you know thumb and green machine and white water and you know uh, uh, super scoop and the mighty scoop so it's going to be it's going to be me playing a lot of past and present and um like I said, rehearsal has already started and it's coming along great. We're leaving for Australia in September. We are, we're playing four exclusive shows down there. And then November and December of this year, I'm doing a very heavy, extensive European tour. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. We're hitting from Scandinavia as far south as, you know, uh, Spain and Italy. And of course, a, a heavy UK run as far east as you know, Greece and Slovenia and Poland and kind of everywhere in between. So we're squeezing in about 25 to 30 shows in, in about 35 or 40 days. And it's being booked as we speak to just finishing touches on it. And and uh, it's going to be a big one, but one that I'm looking forward to. And again, it's something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time, as you know. And um, I'm excited about it. So uh, is- lots of... Lots of touring, lots of work, but um, some, you know, one that I'm I'm really looking forward to do to doing. It must be a free. It must feel very freeing, um, you know, w- with the backing band that you have, and it's it's really just you in the spotlight now. You know, like with Vistachino and and Caius Lives, and even Hermano. Like there was there was other. The focus is really just on you now. It's quite interesting with with a new batch of songs as opposed to Garcia plays Caius where the name of the band was the set. You know what I mean? This is really just yeah. you. It's it's quite it's an interesting time. It 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 is. And I wonder I I've 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 been wondering why it's taken me so long to get to this point and I've 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 said yes so many times to to projects and I put there and I and I and I'm still trying to figure out why because you're right it is freeing it is liberating and I'm in a good spot right now I'm on a I'm on a mission my mission is to uh, to, to hopefully um, you know come to a city near some of your listeners and let them feel what I feel when I sing these songs and, and perform them, perform them live. Um, Vistachino wanted to do another record and um, I said, no, Unita wanted to do another record. And I respectfully said, no, Hermano wanted to do another record. And I said, you know, maybe another time. Um, I, I, I very much like where I'm at right now, and I don't see me deviating from my current position anytime in in the near future. Not to say that I've I've quit any of those projects. I love, you know, love those guys, all of them dearly. Um, uh, to play on stage with Brent Bjork and Mike Dean from Corrosion of Conformity with Bruno Fever was a big highlight, as well as Arthur C. and Mike Cansino and Kurt Christensen, uh, Kurt Christensen from from Dixie Witch, uh, Dixie Witch uh, recently joined us for a small little you know uh, European tour, and of course the Hermano guys. You know what an honor to share those uh, share the stage with those guys, and um, but again. Um, 
this is this is liberating and this is you talk about freedom um it it is a little ner- I, I am a little nervous about you know not not hiding behind a band name but this is this is not uh, you know this is just john garcia and you know i, I would be nervous if i wasn't nervous about exposing myself like this and this is really truly opening up songs again that were really close to me and i wasn't looking to change the face of rock and roll with any of these songs i'm i didn't get i didn't get mad scientist um on this record it we set out for a concept and the concept was simplicity and what i envisioned these songs to be like tonality was important um to me uh you know the the simple drums were important to me and it was hard to hold the reins back a little bit on my, even myself where i i'm i'm you know i could very easily fill up an entire song with vocals only and i had to hold back and say okay it doesn't need it don't get too bitchin on this <laughs> um and i think that harper and, and trevor really understood that and they were the conduit they were the they were the the, the driving force behind but i you know i got to give credit where credit is due i give credit to danko jones to robbie krieger to nick oliveri to all the players and including thunder underground and 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 uh, harper and trevor they really are um super super gems and uh just i could not have done it without them and I, again um it is it, it is uh you know I would be nervous if I wasn't nervous and again to to expose myself like this it's it's a little nerve-wracking but um no I'm I'm proud of it and and I could have I think I could have stayed in the studio for another month trying to finger fuck these songs but at some point in time you have to lift up your hands and go any more finger fucking and you're going to screw it up man you got to right. let it go and yeah. and it was liberating to do that and uh you know so um all good things man all good things. I'm getting you on the precipice of of this album and and this new venture of yours, this new this new project, which f- from my vantage point, it just looks like this is what you've been building on for all these years. I mean, just it yeah. looks that way, and now it's finally come to fruition. To catch you at a moment at this moment in time, a week and a half before its release. This is quite interesting, and I, I feel privileged to talk to you at this moment in time. I'm 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 like shocked and stunned that I'm still here, able to do this stuff, and uh, you know, because you know I, I'm a family man, I'm a father, I'm a husband, and and I I don't look at myself a, as to be a a, a rock star. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be cool, man. No, I don't want to be that dude. All I want to be is me. I want to be a father and a husband. And I don't give a fuck, fuck what, what anybody thinks or, or says because who gives a shit in 10 years anyway? Um, what, what matters, you know, is, you know, I'm, I'm taking my kids fishing next, 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 uh, next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for a well-deserved little break. And, and, you know, when Marshall looks at me and he goes, well, you know, dad, can we get, the little worms and Madison goes, 
to me, well, dad, I want the big worms because they, they last longer and they catch bigger fish. That conversation is, <clears throat> is very important to me as well. Um, uh, you know, that is what is on my mind at the current moment. And <clears throat> so to be able to, again, to be able to talk to you, especially you about something that again, we just created is, it, it blows my mind. So thank you for, for, for everything. Thank you for the song. Thank you for the interest. Thank you for your kind words and, and your knowledge and your playing and, and your, your, you know, your lyrics and your vocal melody on 5,000 miles. But it is, it, it blows my mind that, that, uh, that I was able to do this with you and, and I'm, and I'm honored. Uh, that, that you, you wrote that song specifically for that track. And I've been telling everybody that too. Um, and it's another thing that's very true to the saying, so thank you.